welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch fat diets, build their strength and fitness and improve their habits so that they can look and feel their best. And we do this all without having to give up the food or the life that they love. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to rate, review and share it with anyone else who you think that it could help. And if you'd like me to help you reach your fat loss goals, then make sure to get in touch so that we can see if we're a good fit to work together. I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Welcome back. Today we are going to talk about hunger. So when you're dieting, or in fact, not even when you're dieting, at lots of points, it is completely normal to feel hunger. I think that it's unrealistic to expect that we're never, ever going to feel hungry and that we're always going to feel really, really satisfied. But there are things that we can do to make sure that we do feel satisfied as much as possible and we aren't always struggling with hunger. Um, Hunger and cravings is a huge reason why so many people will fall off their healthy eating regime or fall off their diet or, you know, go over their calories because hunger is uncomfortable. It's it's not it it's not a nice feeling. And when we're hungry, we don't often make the best decisions and we don't make the decisions that are most in line with what we actually want to achieve. Like we feel like we 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 are a bit weaker, our willpower I'd say is like jeopardized because you know, it's an uncomfortable feeling. And so we just want anything that is going to help us to fill the hole and therefore it can lead us to make poor choices. So it's really, I think people massively underestimate that when they are trying to live a healthier life or if their goal is to lose weight, they massively underestimate and forget about managing hunger they're just like, right, if I stick to these calories, I'm going to lose weight. But they don't actually think about how they're going to fill themselves up as much as possible with the their food and how they're going to prevent getting these intense bouts of hunger, which potentially are going to lead them to, to go astray. And this is partly one of the reasons why I do not aggressively diet people. It's one of the many reasons I don't aggressively diet people because when we aggressively diet, hunger becomes very uncontrollable and therefore it's so hard to stick to the actual diet that you're trying to, to stick to. And so it's better to eat a bit more food and be a bit more consistent and you actually get better results over time because you eat less calories overall. And I know that seems really difficult for people to understand, but if you eat 1,200 calories a day, Monday to Thursday, but then you eat 3,000 calories Friday, Saturday, Sunday because you've been starving all week, that's more food than if you stuck to 1600 calories each day or even 1800 calories each day. So I'm hoping I got my maths right there, but you know, it doesn't matter if I haven't, you get the point. So hunger needs to be a consideration when you're doing any diet. And this is why things like meal replacements and, um, you know, shakes and stuff like that, it just doesn't really work because you're not going to satisfy that hunger and it's really, really hard to stick to. And we just often completely neglect that hunger is this really powerful thing that might determine whether or not we actually stick to what we're trying to achieve. So there are things that we can do to help manage it. And so when I'm coaching clients, there's a few different things that we will talk about if someone 
it does a check-in or reaches out on a message or I see how they are and they say to me, oh, Hayley, I'm fucking starving. Um, I never just be like, I'm never just like, okay, get on with it. I'm never, like, I heard a terrible story about a coach who whose client messaged them to say that they were starving. They were on a seriously low-calorie diet, like 1,100 calories, and the coach, instead of working through the potential reasons for this hunger, aside from the fact that she was absolutely starving because she wasn't eating enough, um, didn't actually work through all of the things that could potentially they have done, they could have done to manage the hunger a little bit better. And he just sent pictures of starving kids in Africa and said, no, these are starving, get on with it. Like, that's not coaching. Like, that is just... And people think that that's tough love and that's what people need, but it's actually not. When you're a coach, you need to help people problem solve. You need to like investigate, why is this person so hungry today? Or why is this person really struggled with their hunger this week? Why are cravings really high this week? And it's not just a case of you're not doing well enough, your willpower's not strong enough and you're being greedy and, you know, all of that. It, there is actually things that will make your hunger harder to manage and so we need to look into that and offer solutions as coaches rather than just be like nah you're weak fucking get on with it um major major ick if any coach does just say ah you're meant to be hungry get on with it i will always say you know an element of hunger is to be expected you can't expect to never ever be hungry and never ever have little spikes in hunger but let's see what we can do to try and avoid this happening as much as possible Let's see what we can do to manage this best possible. So when I get this question or when I get this concern from someone or I have this discussion, it's never just get on with it. You you just need to swallow it. You just need to handle this. It's part of the journey. I'll be like, okay, let's see. Let's see what the reasons could be. Let's see what we can do about it. So the first thing that I usually look for is a reason that the hunger could potentially be a little bit higher than normal because there's tons of reasons why it might be. And it's not always just like, oh, you know, they're moaning or they're just finding it hard. There might genuinely be a reason why hunger is higher this week or today. So I normally find out where they're up to in the menstrual cycle. As we know, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you might have heard me talk about the menstrual cycle a lot is that there are certain periods of time during your cycle that you can experience spikes in hunger. This often happens, it's different for everyone, but it often happens around ovulation and in the late luteal phase. So ovulation is roughly two weeks after the first day of your period. And that's when the egg is released. And so you can get a little spike in hunger around then. You can also get a little spike in hunger in the run-up to your period. So like the week before or the couple of days before. Some people have a full week of feeling really, really hungry. Other people just have a day or two. As I said, it's different for everyone. Some people might not experience any changes in their hunger. And that's fine. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. In fact, it's probably a very good place to be because, you know, you're nice and steady throughout the month. So I'll find out where they're up to in the menstrual cycle because sometimes there is a little reason for it. And often if they are due on their period, um, I will I will say to them, allow yourself a little 100 or 200, have that little bit of chocolate. That's gonna, that's what you're really craving. That's what you really want. And we can we can handle that extra couple of hundred calories at this time of the month because your metabolism is a tiny bit higher 
in the run-up to your periods because your body is using a lot of energy getting ready to shed the lining of your womb. So it takes up a little bit of energy to do that. And so you can afford to have some more calories without it jeopardizing weight loss. So lots of my clients actually do do this. And after a couple of months, they might just automatically do it or they might reach out to me each time. Um, some of them go all the way to maintenance for a day or two and others just have, you know, 100 or 200 over. And so I think, you know, there are times where we should honor that hunger and we should respect the bodies going through a lot and that we can afford to have a bit more food and that's okay. And so it's not that you're weak. It's not that you've got shit willpower. It's just that your body's using a bit more energy and therefore let's give it a little bit more energy. It's actually better to be a bit kinder to yourself than to fight through it and then give in to temptation in a really uncontrolled way. The next thing I always ask about is sleep. Now, this is obviously a difficult one for a lot of people. If you're a new mom, you know that it's hard to get sleep and sleep can really affect hunger because when we're low on sleep, the body just needs energy to keep going. And usually we're craving things like sweet stuff, chocolate. Um, I know lots and lots of people who have like poor night sleep and that leads them to just eat chocolate all through the day. I know for me, if I have a poor night's sleep, I do crave chocolate a lot more. For example, yesterday, I had less sleep than what I've been having lately uh, because I was up at five because I work in the gym on a Wednesday morning and all day, all I thought about was chocolate and I could only have put it down to the fact that I didn't have as good of a sleep because it was one of them sleeps where I was waking up every hour waiting for the alarm, like when you're going on holiday. And so I just wanted sugar and it was like nothing caused, you know, nothing could satisfy that. So if someone has been having poor sleep, that's normally an explanation if the hunger has increased. And a lot of the time I'll be like, well, it's up to you what you do. If you feel like you really do need to go over the calories that you've got, then go over, but do it in a controlled way. Don't lose the plot and have a share bar and a share bag packet of crisps. Do it in a controlled way. But the other suggestion that I also give is for them to give themselves real food because the body just wants energy and even though we crave sugar it, the body is really going to be helped out if you give it something high in protein and something nutritious so a nice yogurt bowl filled with fruit with a little bit of chocolate or honey on top is going to fill you more than that dairy milk whole nut which what you really want when we want something sweet we often have it and then want something else whereas if we have a big yogurt bowl that it's actually going to be filling we're going to be full and we're not going to need anything else. It lasts a bit longer as well. Let's that sweet sweetness kind of last a bit longer. So if you are particularly hungry this week or, you know, at certain times, you know, in the future, if you are feeling a bit more hungry, ask yourself, where am I up to in my menstrual cycle? Where am I up to with my sleep? Have I had some shit sleeps? The next thing that I ask is, have you been feeling stressed? What's going on? And a lot of the time, stress can cause us to have like cravings. It can cause um, comfort eating and it could be work stress, home stress, personal stress, it could be anything. And so that's normally something that I ask and then it gives an explanation of why this could possibly happen. And it's the same as when I ask about sleep. We want chocolate, but usually that's not really the best thing to give ourselves. We want to give ourselves a really filling 
bit of food instead. Um, when I have had really, and even to this day, if I'm feeling really, really stressed throughout the day, I won't be looking for meals. I'll just be looking for chocolate and I'll just be eating chocolate and shit throughout the day. And I have to really make sure that I'm thoughtful with what I choose to eat and that I recognize that I'm feeling stressed. So if I'm feeling hungry, I'll be like, right, do I actually feel hungry right now? Or am I feeling stressed? Okay. I am feeling stressed. Maybe that's why I'm craving this and that. What does my body actually need? Not what do I fancy? Because right now in the state that I'm in, I'm not going to make the best decisions because I'm stressed. I'm highly emotional. Um, I'm tired maybe. And I'm not going to make a good decision. So I need to give my body what it needs with a logical mind rather than what do I fancy? What do I feel like? And back in the day when I really didn't have a good, good handle on my stress or on my emotions, um, I did have those days where I would literally just eat sugar all day, but it never made me feel better. Whereas now that I am better at managing my stress, better at managing my emotions and recognizing when I am actually stressed, I will do, I'll give my body what it needs and not what I feel like or what I fancy. And so when it comes to stress, acknowledge that it might increase your hunger, but it's not always the best idea to feed yourself with food that isn't going to fully fill you like that share bar or the packet of crisps it's much better to go to the shop and get a sandwich put something in the microwave a ready meal even though that's not really what you feel like that is what your body really needs at that time and that will be more filling and what I often say is if you really are struggling if you've had a meal and you still want something sweet allow yourself a small bit of chocolate at least you've got real food in your face the biggest mistake that people make when they eat, and I see this a lot when I look through food diaries, is they'll they'll eat chocolate and so miss a meal. So then eat more chocolate because they're starving because they've missed a meal. If you crave chocolate, make sure that you have asked yourself, when was the last time I had a meal? If you haven't had your breakfast, have your breakfast, then have a bit of chocolate if you still feel like it. If you've missed your lunch, have your lunch and then have the bit of chocolate if you feel like it. Don't just automatically go to the chocolate or to the crisps. If you haven't had a meal in a few hours, eat a meal first because you probably are hungry, but you're not making good decisions when you're hungry because you're hungry and you're stressed and you're craving something comforting like your chocolate, your crisps, your sweets, when you need to give your body what it needs first. Otherwise, it's just going to lead to more overeating later on in the day. And again, it will just lead you to feeling worse. So I would say when you're stressed, make sure that you're still feeding yourself your main meals. Don't skip meals if you do have a little bit of a treat here and there. Just acknowledge I'm feeling stressed. I'm eating my feelings a little bit but I'm going to make sure that I'm still nourished elsewhere. If it is like significant stress, so for example, I've worked with people who are in the middle of writing dissertations, in the middle of preparing for an interview, um, going through something you know stressful in work. Um, and what I'll often say is maybe a week or two at maintenance would be really beneficial for you because then you can eat your main meals and the, a little bit of the indulgences that you want without going out of control and without feeling like you've fucked it all up. And so like sometimes it's good to acknowledge where you're at, where you're up to in life and just be like, okay, I'm going to take a back off from this diet just for a week. It doesn't mean I'm going to go backwards. It just means that 
my body needs to focus on what's important right now, which is this dissertation or this situation. And so I need to feed myself a bit more food and I don't need to feel guilty for that. And that's okay to do at times. Um, so stress can be affecting your hunger. That was That is how I would suggest that we deal with it, depending on how stressful the day is and how prolonged the stress is, whether it's one day, a brief hour, whether it's two weeks, there's different ways of dealing with it. And that would be the way we deal with it would depend on the specific situation. The next thing I look at is I will go onto the coaching app and I will see what's going on with their steps and their training. So a lot of the time people will check in and be like, on Wednesday, I literally could not control my hunger. And I'll be like, hmm, wonder what happened on Wednesday. So I normally look at what they ate on Tuesday and also look at their activity on the Tuesday. So it might be that they did a workout and 20,000 steps on the Tuesday. It might be that they climbed a mountain on the Tuesday. It might be that they ran a 10K on the Tuesday. And so their energy expenditure was really high. And if that doesn't affect you on the Tuesday, it's going to catch up with you on the Wednesday. And so I'll be, I'll say to them, this is why your hunger was a little bit higher on that day. You had a really, really active day. If that happens in future and you see that the day before was a super active day, just know that if you want to, you can honor that hunger a little bit. And again, I would just say if it means going over by 100, 200 calories and it's done in a well-controlled way, then that's really, really good. That's more activity than what we are expecting of Yeah, Most people do between seven and 10K steps a day. That's usually where their calorie target is set for. If they then do 20K steps, then you know, the energy expend expenditure is higher. And so they can afford, you know, a couple more hundred calories. They could fight through that hunger. They could fight through that hunger, but sometimes that's uncomfortable. And sometimes that helps you, makes you lose focus in work um, and starts leading to poorer decisions. It might lead to the chippy on the way home. It might lead to the Indian takeaway. It might lead to the Mackey's lunch because it's, you feel so un like hungry that, you're making decision-making has been affected. And so if you know you have one of these super active days, so for example, yesterday is a 20,000 step day. Today, I'll probably allow myself a little snack or two because I've already been feeling hungrier today and it's one o'clock. So it's it's acknowledging like, what is the reason for this hunger? Oh, I had a really active day yesterday, climbed a mountain, that's why. Um. So that's where I'd look next, your exercise and your activity. And like I said, you could fight through that hunger and that is only going to increase the energy deficit that you're in. It's only going to increase the deficit. But sometimes fighting that hunger and like riding it out can make things harder later on in the day and lead to poor decision making. So it's got to be, you have to make the decision based on how you feel and what you think is best for you. If it's affecting your ability to work if it's affecting your mood, you know, your productivity, your creativity, if it's affecting you, you know, if you're just lying down all day because you're fucking starving and you're fighting it, then just eat a little bit, allow yourself to eat a little bit more. But if it's just a discomfort that you can handle, then okay, push through if you would like to. So it all depends on, on you and, you know, the level of hunger. But either way, it needs to be acknowledged and needs to be kind of thought about 
often when people feel really, really hungry, they're like, I don't know why I'm so hungry today. And I'm like, well, usually there's an explanation for it. Normally it is to do with your menstrual cycle or your sleep or your stress or the fact that you've been really, really active. And so these are all reasons that we can honor that hunger a little bit. Um, and then the final thing that I will kind of investigate is their food diary. Now, all of the women who work with me, when they connect, if they're tracking their food or taking photos of their food, if they don't want to track, then I can go into the app at any time, into my coaching app at any time and see what they're eating and see if they're making the best use of their calories. So I'll look at their food diary and I might look, it might be that the day before. So if they're really starving on that Wednesday, maybe their activity wasn't very high. Maybe it was just average, but they're really, really starving on the Wednesday. When I look at the food for the previous day, I'll be thinking, I'll be looking for, right, what were their calories doing? So a lot of the time they could potentially have had a really low calorie day that day. So they might have been really busy and work. Maybe they didn't have time to snack or maybe their tea when they got home was just something really quick. And it, it just turned out that they went to bed early and didn't hit the calories or they had like a, a lower calorie day. So that hunger has kind of got them. They've woke up starving in the morning and it's kind of not being able to be satisfied all day. So I'll look for that and I'll be like, oh, you had 300 calories less than you used to yesterday. So that's probably why you're feeling a little bit more hungry today or and so just know that you've got those 300 calories to use and that's not going to take you over the calories for the week and so they might eat a little bit more on that Wednesday and feel good for it again they can fight through that hunger if they really really wanted to but like I said before that can often lead to poor decision making and sometimes can come and bite you on the bum so it might not be helpful it all depends on you and how you actually feel in the moment the next thing that I'll look for, so their calories might actually be spot on. They might have at their full calorie target, say it was 1700 and they might have at all of the calories. And I'll be thinking, mm, so maybe it was their protein or maybe it was their fruit and veg um, and or maybe the day of the day of the hunger on the Wednesday. You know, those things aren't really there. So protein is really, really good at helping you to feel full. It helps meals feel really satiating. And this is like the difference between if you have cereal with milk, then that's going to be less filling than if you have cereal with Greek yogurt or a high protein yogurt. Those those high protein yogurts are so filling because of the protein. So protein is really important. And I feel like a lot of people are so against protein. They're like, I don't want to turn into a hench. I'm not trying to bulk up. I'm not trying to build muscle. Every woman's goal should be to build muscle, but that's just, a, that's a, for a whole other episode. Um, but protein isn't going to do that for you. isn't going to make you bulk up or build loads of muscle if you're in a calorie deficit or if you're not in a calorie surplus. So protein is actually absolutely amazing for keeping you full. So it makes your diet easier. I know the difference between if I, if I eat pasta that doesn't have any chicken in, um, I know that I'm less full or I start getting peckish again within a couple of hours than if I eat a pasta which is full of chicken, which has got a whole chicken breast in. Even downstairs, I've got a soup in the slow cooker downstairs. If I ate a soup from the supermarket, which has three grams of protein in, I'd be absolutely starving an hour later. The soup that I've got downstairs literally has a full chicken in it. It's so rich in protein. 
It's going to be, it's really, really filling. I've already had the bowl of it. It's so filling. And so if you're not getting enough protein in and you're always really hungry and you're struggling with your hunger, then this could be a reason why. The second thing with nutrition is fruit and veg. So people massively underestimate how much fruit and veg can really help you with feeling full. So again, let's go back to the pasta situation. If you were to have a plate of pasta which didn't have any veggies in it, that plate of pasta would look, you know, quite would look quite small. <laughs> Depends on the pasta. Say if you had a hundred grams of pasta on a plate and no veggies in it, it's going to look quite small. It's not going to look that filling. Um, if you start adding things like peas, mushrooms, peppers, asparagus, spinach, that plate of food is going to look much bigger. The volume of food is going to look bigger because it is bigger, but you haven't added, okay, you've added some calories to it, but you haven't added tons because vegetables are low in calories and high in volume. So they're high in fiber, high in volume. And so that can make a meal much more filling just by adding you know, 50 to 100 calories of vegetables to that meal that can keep you so much fuller. It's like if you have a bowl of oats and you have 30 grams of oats with milk, you know, it looks like a little measly portion. If you start adding strawberries, kiwi to that, it makes it a bigger meal. And our stomachs don't know calories. We obviously know calories because we understand them as units of energy, but our stomachs don't know that. So this is why after a McDonald's, you may you might eat 1,500 calories in McDonald's, but it only just fills a dinner plate. And so you would be starving again within a couple of hours because that food volume, the volume of the food to look at and eat is not very big. Whereas if I gave you 1,500 grams of nutritionally, 1,500 calories of nutritionally dense food, it would not fit on one plate to start off with. And you would really struggle to finish it because it's huge. It's like, it's it's a lot of volume. It's a large in volume. So fruit and veg really help to bulk out your meals and really help you with feeling more satisfied from your meals and feeling fuller for longer. So protein and fruit and veg are things that I always look at. I'll always look at fruit and veg for snacks too. So if someone's feeling peckish and they're just snacking on chocolate and crisps, I'm like, well, how about we have an apple that then then decides? Because that's actually a lower calorie way to snack. And so you can get more snacks in your day when you snack on low calorie things, lower calorie things. Always better to snack on fruit and stuff before you then reach for the chocolate. The next thing I look at with regards to the food diary is how big their meals are and how well spread out they are. So one of the things that people who struggle with hunger, one of the things that always seems to come up is that they'll eat meals that are 200 calories, 300 calories, because they think that eating low calorie meals is the best way to go. But then that means that those meals aren't really very filling for them. And so they have to snack and pick throughout the day. And then they've used all the calories and they're still absolutely starving because they've never really satisfied their hunger. Now, this to me normally looks like someone who has a 200 calorie breakfast and then they'll have um, a skinny whip bar and then they'll have a 300 calorie lunch and then they'll have these low calorie crisps followed by um, a cereal bar and then something else and then they'll have the dinner which is like 200 300 calories and then they'll have something else like chocolatey or um crisps like there's no actual no actual filling foods in their day 
it's always better to use most of your calories on your main meals. So you want your snack portions, your your the the snacking of your day. Your snacks need to be the lowest portion of calories used in the day. So for example, if you have a if you have a calorie target of um let's use 1700 because that's like a really average calorie target for people. If you have a calorie target of 1700 calories, I'll often see that people are using like, you know, 900 calories on food, their meals, but then 800 calories on their snacks and they're snacking on utter shit that isn't going to fill them. That is always keeping them going back for more. Whereas I would prefer it if out of 1700 calories, you only used 300 on snacks and then that would leave um, 1400 for your meals. And that might be a 400 calorie breakfast and a 500 calorie, a 400 calorie lunch, and then a 600 calorie dinner. That will be much more satisfying, much more filling than snacking all day, every day, and never really quenching that hunger. So this is something that happens all of the time because people are so used to looking for the lowest calorie meal. That's not what we want. We want the meal that's going to fill us the most, the meal that's going to tide us over to lunch snacking is not really helpful it's not something that we should be relying on to keep us full we should be filling up in our meals and if we really want a snack we've got the odd little thing here or there but your, your snacks should be the lowest portion of calories in your whole day and this is a massive mistake that people make so eat bigger meals eat bigger more filling meals to manage your hunger and minimize your snacking so feel like this episode was longer than expected because there was more to talk about but on to summarize if you are feeling hungry if you are struggling with hunger ask yourself where are you up to your menstrual cycle where are you up to with your sleep how are you feeling stress wise what's your activity looking like are there any explanations for why you are feeling more hungry than usual um and think about your food are you massively under eating therefore hunger is going to be through the roof and so that's your sign to feed your body a little bit more because when you're eating healthier or when you're trying to lose weight you, you don't have to be starving all the time in fact clients of mine are like I have never felt so full while on a diet I can't believe how much food I'm eating and I'm still losing weight these are actually things that people tell me and you would have heard this in previous episodes and stuff if you've listened to the group check-ins so you, you don't have to be starving and fighting your way through a diet or fighting your way through a healthier way of life. There are things that you can do to make it much easier. And with your food, it would be keeping protein high, keeping fruits and veggies high, spreading out your meals and making your meals big. Stop skipping meals and replacing them with chocolate because all you care about is calories. You need to think about your energy. You need to think about your hunger. That makes everything easier. If you don't manage your hunger well, you are more likely to quit. You are more likely to fail. I can't stress this enough. And this is what there's not enough people focusing on how to make the best use of their calories. They're just all about calories, calories, calories. Oh, as long as it fits the calories. No, that actually will lead you to quitting or failing further down the line because you are not managing your hunger. You're not focusing on a really important thing for adhering to those nutrition targets that you've been set. So more protein, more fruit and veg, bigger meals, less snacking, 
Don't rely on them snacks. Make sure that you are relying on the meals to fill you and the snacks are just to kind of supplement the main meals. That is all. I hope you found that helpful. If you did, make sure you send me a message and let me know because it always makes me very happy when people reach out and tell me that they've listened to me ramble on for ages about something. Remember that the doors for my Ignite six-week challenge are open and we start on the 19th of February. It's a six-week challenge, but it's not like other challenges. It's basically a challenge that isn't going to starve you. It isn't going to make losing weight and feeling good absolute hell. I'm not going to tell you that you've got no willpower or send you pictures of starving kids in Africa. I'm actually going to coach you and support you every single step of the way. You'll get one-to-one check-ins with me. You will get workouts. You'll get all of the habits and stuff that you need. But this is specifically for women who have tried diets over and over again and are completely sick of restricting themselves and actually want to find a way of losing weight and feeling more confident that's going to help them feel good as well. So we're all about feeling good as well as looking good and feeling confident. And so it's not a restrictive meal plan. It's not that. It's a method of helping you feel your best for good. And that includes living a good life, having a good social life, eating out, drinking alcohol, and just finding a better balance with everything. So I would absolutely love to support you if this sounds like something that you need. So just click the link in the show notes to find out more about the program. It's much better explained in there. I should have really had notes up in front of me, but I didn't. (laughs) So, um, It's much better explained on the link. So just click the link to find out all the details. And if you do have questions, make sure you reach out. You'll find me on Instagram at PT. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.